Well, greetings and welcome to the driving line. Uh, I might as well call it that. I mean, you've got the dividing line, driving line. Might as well utilize the time that we have as we traverse the nation's superhighways, which uh, really need a lot of work. Anyway, <laughs> well, some of them are getting a lot of work. Um, others, not so much. Anyways, welcome to my thoughts as we're driving along here. I'm trying to get back to Phoenix preaching this Sunday um, at Apologia Church, and so I need to get back, and uh, we also have a baptismal service that night, and uh, I am overjoyed to be baptizing my granddaughter, Jenny, uh, on Sunday evening. She's really excited about that, and Grandpa is too, and everybody else is as well, and uh, so praying for traveling mercies, obviously, and returning all that way home. And uh, no, not speaking along the way, this was a pick up a vehicle trip, and um, very, very thankful. Not going to go into details. I wish I could go into details, to be honest with you, but it's just wisdom not to. Uh, but um, the Lord has provided us with uh, a significantly more efficient, uh, durable uh, towing vehicle for my trips, and I am driving her right now uh, in Texas. Of course, Texas is not a state. Texas is a nation, and um, I'm trying to... And I have to go east-west because, you know, east-west you really discover that Texas is a nation. There is absolutely no question uh, when you have to cross all of it at its widest part, which is what I'm doing. It is humongous. There's no two ways about it. But anyway, that's what we're doing. And so I'm uh, trying to listen to a bunch of stuff, but I also want to comment on what's going on, sort of catch up since we weren't doing, aren't able to do a dividing line this week. Maybe on Friday. We'll see. Hope so. If I'm feeling good and uh, we were able to make everything work but um, a lot of stuff going on I could not help but I, I mean if, if you're just aware of what's going on in the world you know that we are literally as close to nuclear war as we have been since the Cuban Missile Crisis my concern is the vast majority of Americans have no idea what the Cuban Missile Crisis was, and uh, hence don't even know what that means if they hear somebody say it. And uh, I've done some reading on that. I was I was born right around that time. That may be why people don't know a lot about what happened back then, but. When you think about it, it was a very similar situation to what we have right now, but in reverse. Um, that is, uh, the Russians were trying to put nuclear weapons in Cuba, and uh, the United States said, nope, you're not putting them that close to us. And we blockaded the island, and everybody was on high alert, and there you go. We came very, very close, but uh, the Russians backed down, and there was no nuclear war. We are the aggressors in this situation, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I am very concerned about 
what the United States is doing and why it's doing it, along with Europe and our allies in Europe. Um, the idea of nations that have shared borders with Russia being a part of NATO is just insanity. It, it forces Russia to do what we did back then. So we're incredibly hip, uh, filled with hypocrisy. If we were willing to blockade and go to war over missiles in Cuba, and now we want to put, uh, make Ukraine and uh, one other nation over there uh, NATO members, where we're right on the border with Russia. It just, it just none of this is making any sense uh, unless you just really, literally have enough truly evil people in the world that want to massively diminish the world's population by like more than 50% and do it via nuclear war. But anyway, you think about these things and the first text that came across my mind, May trasesto hey cardia, do not let your heart be troubled. Uh, tossed about, uh, put into a state of worry and um, lack of peace. And I don't know about anybody else, but uh, that's that's a sin of mine these days. Uh, Jesus's commands to be peaceful, to be at peace. To be trusting. If you believe in God, believe also in me. And not only is that a clear reference to the exalted nature of Christ, no, no mere human would ever say something like that. But we are we are called to trust in Him, not because bad things may not happen. The, the words of John fourteen one were true. Before the first plague-infested um, sailor came off the boats in 1370, uh, 1347, and the plague began spreading in Europe, um, those words were true, even though a in, in many places, more than half the population was about to die, and die in a horrible fashion. Uh, at least, and, and you, know, you can't you can't help but see the comparison with nuclear war, because while many 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 people die instantly, don't even know what happened, just simply are are fried instantly. Um, many 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 more die over course of days, weeks, months, years later due to radiation sickness. Those words were true in each situation. What does that mean? I've, I've been contemplating what does it mean to face the reality of the future and yet to do so without letting your heart be troubled. The first is we don't know the future. I don't know what's going to happen. I hope and pray that there will be no nuclear weapons exchanged. But we don't know the future, and we, we pretend like we do, and 
and, and that we can when the fact is we, we can't and we don't. That's the first thing. I don't know what's going to happen and I, I can't pretend like I do. But secondly, to believe in God, to believe also in Jesus, means you, you believe that God is in charge of what's going to be happening in the future one way or the other. And that means Jesus is on his throne and he's ruling and reigning. And if Jesus was ruling and reigning when people were dropping dead of the plague. I'm just thinking of, you know, I've used the plague as an illustration many times, done a lot of reading on it, but it's just a horrible situation where if we were in it, it would have been very easy for us to go, God's lost control. This is it. That's It's all over with. So that's why I draw the parallel. And so... I have to deal with my own unbelief in this situation because that's that's really what it is. It, being worried and letting your heart be troubled is a manifestation of unbelief. And when I think about it, I think about how inconsistent unbelief is. I truly believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. I truly believe that that Moses parted the sea by the power of God and, and that God delivered the people of Israel. It's, it's one thing to look back on historical realities and go, God used his tremendous power to bring deliverance and redemption for his own glory, etc., etc. But then when you look at the future, that's where I become inconsistent. That was one of the reasons, for example, why I was able to change my eschatological perspective is that one of the things you've got to believe is that God literally can change the hearts and minds of people. And not just one here and one there, but eventually uh, the vast majority of people. And I, I just realized, well, if I believe he... No, I firmly believe that he can do that. That's why we've always done things the way we've done things. I mean, we we believe in the sovereign power of God to break the chains of Mormonism and Jehovah's Witnesses and Islam and whatever it might be and open hearts and minds and, uh, you know, we go into dark, difficult places and proclaim a message of truth, trusting that the Holy Spirit of God is able to do that. Well, if he can do it with individuals, he can do it with an entire group of... He can do it with a lot of individuals. It's it's sort of pretty simple when you think about it. But control Vladimir Putin? Really? Can God do that? Well, of course he can. And can can God bring his people through even massive examples of judgment? Well, there's where the there's where the faithlessness come in, comes in. That's where you you go, well he's done it in the past, why couldn't he do it in the future? And we you know, I fail and hence my heart becomes troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. There's so much there that we need to hear and, and need to practice and believe. And I think uh, 
and I'm preaching to myself here, okay? I'm, I'm preaching to myself. I, I, I get it. But we are so exposed to the news cycle and, you know, doesn't matter what news sources you're using. They're always, they want you to be staying tuned in. They, they want you hooked. And so there's frequently imbalance. I'm starting to think that maybe we should. You can't be ignorant. You can't. You can't stick your head in the sand and go. It's all going to go away. And you, you can't do that. You have to be able to make wise decisions. But at the same time, constant exposure to fear mongering produces fear. And I just wonder what what percentage do you think should be the the time comparison? between the amount of time that we spend in the Word and in prayer and in worship in comparison to the amount of time where we are being exposed to the world's fear-mongering and the news and, and everything that goes with it. That's, that's really a question that I, I'm asking myself. And I know one thing right now it is not in proper balance not for me anyways I mean it's just you're just surrounded with the influx of information and that keeps you from contemplation of the word meditation of the word prayer um, the things that would build you up and so instead it just tears you down and your heart becomes troubled that the promise of scripture is we, sh- we should be able to have a peace that passes understanding and the problem I have is I want to understand it <laughs> I want to understand it and there needs I, I need that peace that passes understanding not just in world events but you know personally the cancellations and slanders and everything else that is a regular part of my life I, I need that peace that passes all understanding and and very often I do experience that. People people will frequently ask, how can, how can you be calm in the face of all the slander and the attacks and things like that? And part of that has been an understanding that you, you are always under the eye of God. And as long as you do what you do, seeking to serve Him, uh, you, can, you can have peace in that, in that context. So we all, we all need sanctification. We all need to be made more and more like Christ. And uh, pray, pray for me that that would be my experience. And I share these thoughts with you uh, so that would be yours, yours as well. And so I have a lot more that I want to say, but I'll be honest with you, um, I, there are technical aspects of doing this while driving that I'm still working on and so I'm a little nervous going for a really long period of time before stopping and making sure that everything's recorded correctly and I can upload and things like that so my intention is if I've got things set right uh, to probably do uh, more today in fact maybe in a short period of time I also have a bunch of stuff to be listening to, but I, there are a couple things I do want to comment on, and uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get this more positive, 
hopefully edifying, encouraging uh, section uh, sent to Rich. And then if, if that works out, we'll see where we go from there. But I appreciate your listening and uh, the trust that that indicates that you have for the ministry we've been doing for a very, very long time. And we are only able to do what we do and uh, doing the upcoming trips and debates and conferences and so on and so forth and seeking to edify and provide an answer for the hope that's within us uh, because so many of you are so generous in helping us to do so. So we very much thank you for that and uh, thank you for listening today.